we talking shit, baby. Every episode, I promise you it's lit, baby. Every week, get some shit you can't miss, baby. Dylan Bob, still a vibe. Podcast game solidified, no cap. All fact like a snapper. Stream us on that Spotify or Apple, tap in. Roller coaster ride, strap in. We gon' take you for a ride, just take this shit in stride. All topics, sport the current event. Tell me who more current than this. Good luck with the mother shows. This the best one. Your sister and your brother knows. We talking shot, we talking shot, we talking shit, baby. We talking shot, we talking shot, we talking shit, baby. We talking shot, we talking shit, we talking shit, baby. We talking shot, we talking shot, we talking shit, baby. Yes, sir. Talking shot presented by Anchor. This is episode 113. I'm your host, Bobby Hall. And with me, as always, that's Dylan Savage. And now, of course, Joe the Greek. What's going on, fellas? What is going on, Bobby? Joe, how you feeling, man? Uh, I'm wired. I got a big Dunkin' coffee. I can't even talk right now. Just trying to <laughs> yeah, concentrate man. on not blowing my heart up. Take it easy, man. How no, many espressos? That's, that's a tough thing to do. Oh, trying to align my chi so my heart doesn't beat in my teeth anymore. In through the nose, out through you know the nose. I mean? <laughs> yeah, everything's good over here. We, uh, us three, TSP boys, and, and then our uh, longtime listener, supporter, Glenn, last night. We got a nice big end of the night dub on Warzone. That was, that was great. That was nice. Probably the first dub in many, many months. Um, <laughs> so that felt good, especially since uh, 10 minutes before we all. Decided that was gonna be the last game, so that was we good to annihilated back into that. Yeah, annihilated. Yeah. Um, we all got high kills too, which was which was cool. And then, um, actually, while we were playing too, shout out to Sav, of course. You know the intro song. Um, he was sending me some of the colorways for the new merch he's got coming out. And, okay, uh, it's pretty dope shit. I'm very very excited about that, and um, I think that's gonna be coming very soon. So I'm assuming if there's new merch coming. There's probably going to be some new music coming on the way, too. So I'm going to have to reach out to him and get him back on the show, of course. But uh, 100%. Yeah. Need a rep it. Uh, it's great to be back. Very excited to uh, to be potting again. Um, really really loving the new setup here. And seems to be making things uh, a little more seamless, easier, um, and just sounding great. So Just found um, out it's not free anymore. So Yeah, yeah. That was funny, too. <laughs> um, the second week that we... Uh, start using Google Meet to to kind of uh, record with. Uh, we he Dylan gets hit with a, a notification saying that we got to start paying, of course, because you know Google they're struggling out here in these streets. So, <laughs> yeah. um, they need our eight dollars a month to to keep the doors open. Yeah, it's it's not one thing; it's another. I mean, it, I, we never had this note. We've been using it, like you said, in pre-production. We've been using it for almost a year now, if not over a year, just for, like, you know, kind of see each other and talk and kind of get communication a little bit more smoother. And, yeah, we've been using it well over an hour. But now I get a notification saying, hey, you can only have free conversations for an hour. It's kind of like that Zoom call, free trial bullshit, but I think they're a little bit less, like 40 mm-hmm. minutes, 45 minutes, something like that. But, I mean, you know, you know why we're using this. It's going to be over an hour, so... We get a 14-day free trial starting today. And then, you know, thanks to you, the subscribers, we can continue producing podcasts. I looked up the net worth of Google. $420 billion. So they make $50 million a day, but they need our that eight bucks. That is wild. That's wild, dude. <laughs> yeah. Why? Oh, That's, God. Wow, dude. That's, I, I can't even, like, fathom. So if that's what they're making. What's, I mean, oh, what's, like, oh I, I read that wrong. Sorry. Uh, they're worth nine hundred billion. Oh, okay. <laughs> Substantially more. Wow. That is uh, mind blowing. What would you do with with that much money? Like, what can you do? Buy a I country? Mean, you couldn't spend it all. What do you do? Um, definitely not solve any problems in the world like all the other one percenters. <laughs> I I figure you just go up north. You're with your billions. Give me give me point one zero percent of that. Maybe even or less. Probably even like point zero one of that. Yeah, we yeah. I retire, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't even wrap my head around that right now. How much money no. that really is? What I read that nine hundred billion. What? It's like, I think forty five. Like the top company. What's I think I mean, forty five k a year is a lot of money. 
50k a year is a lot of money. And yeah. they make that in like seconds. The down, I mean, down south, the medium pay down there's got to be around that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, depending on what state you're in, like Florida, they don't have state tax, so I think they use that in the equation of having the minimum wage a little bit less than you'd see in Ohio. That makes sense. But goddamn, thanks Google. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll be sure to get you the that eight dollars a month, so uh, everything can stay afloat. Um, fellas, we got uh, we got another dope guest, a new guest at that. Um, that's another person we were excited to have on that uh, reached out and was very stoked as soon as he uh, gave us the green light, and uh, very appreciative. He's given us some of his time uh, on a holiday weekend at that. Um, so uh, we have a longtime friend of mine, uh, former wrestler but you know we'll see if he's going to be uh lacing him up at any point now that uh wrestling's kind of booming again but to today he's uh really into competitive you know bodybuilding fitness and and whatnot and uh, it's pretty awesome to kind of see the uh the switch and change uh, very very uh very ready to kind of pick his brain on some of that stuff but uh, we got none other than my guy uh jared doherty jared appreciate you uh giving us some of your time man um I know uh, you got probably got quite a few things to do on a Saturday before the 4th, so uh, thank you very much for joining the show, and welcome to Talking Shop. Uh, thank you, fellas. Thank you for having me on Talking Shop. Yes, very, very looking forward to it for a while. Anytime, but, uh, anytime. Yeah, um, I guess we'll kind of start from, uh, you know, when I had first got, you know, got in touch with you, uh, this is when you were, you were on the independent wrestling scene uh, in the Toledo area, and kind of, it looked like Michigan as well. Um, and you had been doing it for a while. Um, I gotta ask, man, you know, I'm going to ask the, the typical questions here at that time. What was it that, you know, you, that got you into wrestling, maybe some of your favorite wrestlers, um, yeah. and what, what kind of pulled you into that direction? Uh, I mean, ever since I was a kid, that was a dream. Ultimate warrior, Hulk Hogan. I mean, I grew up in the eighties era when wrestling was wrestling, you know, uh, and when, I mean, I had my buddy when I was slamming Hulk Hogan around, yeah, yeah. dropping elbows. So yep. it was just always a lifetime <laughs> dream. Uh, and I was just blessed to be able to actually start professional wrestling at the age of 14. So I dig that. And and kind of what we were talking about pre-production was when you signed in, uh, your Google account is actually what was your uh, your name, your your ring name, which uh, I've always been interested. Diamond Couture, where uh, where'd you come up with that? Well, it's what was, what is, and always will be. Diamonds are forever, baby. Don't count me out just yet. <laughs> I love it. I love that. Baby. <laughs> uh, but originally, I was Black Velvet, uh, and a promoter, my first promoter ever, and the guy that actually opened the doors for me was Jeff Scott. Uh, he had the Midwest Wrestling Federation in Toledo, Ohio. It was actually at Northtown Mall. Uh, walk past. My mom was working there. She saw a wrestling ring. She calls me. I hop on a tartar bus, and I'm like, hey, my name is Gerald. I will mop the floors. I will sweep. I would do anything just to, you know, like, be around this. So he actually opened the doors. But to answer your question, he gave me the name Black Velvet because I look like a stripper, which was weird at 14, <laughs> 14 years old. That's super weird. <laughs> yeah, way out. Yeah, so, 14, yeah. <laughs> so then... Over the years, I just felt like wrestling changed to the point where they didn't have like an Ultimate Warrior or Stone Cold. Real names actually came into play. Yep, yep. I think CM Punk was the only one really having like that moniker name name. So I just wanted something a little bit more realistic. And Diamond Couture just is stuck, and we just ran with it. That's awesome, man. Uh, I've always been interested. I wish um, I had always wanted to catch you at a couple of these shows, but just never could make it happen. And uh, it seemed like you kind of it was kind of like a quiet transition too. Um, you know, you kind of um, stopped doing shows and stuff and really even just stopped talking wrestling all, all together. And then kind of just seen the uh, the slow switch into, uh, you know, your bodybuilding fitness. And, and now today you're doing competitions. And uh, like one of my favorite things about the IG is uh, your stories, man, especially when it's you're gearing up for these competitions. Um, some of the stuff you say and just the energy you bring, um, it really it really gets you going and stuff and um, motivated to kind of, you know, tackle what you got going on in your own life. So um, when did you kind of decide or what did you see there to where 
you wanted to, to kind of switch from the wrestling scene to where you are now? Uh, it had to be about 2017. I had walked into uh, my coach, Phil Thomas, uh, gym. It was called CNC, uh, Lifestyle Management. And I saw him doing something in his corner with this guy. And I was like, I, I can do that. Like, what is he doing with that guy? Like, I want to know. So I asked him. He was like, uh, he's a competitor. And I was like, well, I am too. And I was like, I can compete. And he was like, eh, okay. And he didn't take me serious. So I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm going to show you. So I actually kept going, kept showing up, kept coming. And he took me under his wing. And here we are now, five first place finishes undefeated and six weeks out as of today for number six hopefully that's what i'm fucking talking that's about. incredible i'm gonna that's go hit the fucking gym right now <laughs> yeah that's like a hollywood movie like you could literally script that and then give it to some kind of producer and he can make millions off that that's crazy dude 100 100 uh like what kind of long-term goals or you know aspirations do you have you know in the field you're you're in now you mean bodybuilding? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's absolutely to turn pro. Um, I want to turn pro. Like, I want to turn pro. Like, uh, <laughs> like it, it, I got, like, blood flowing through my veins. Like, I want to turn pro. Like, I, that is, like, my ultimate goal to turn pro. What's the jump, like, to pro? Like, what Like what would you have to do? I'm, I don't really know anything about that. Got you. So, like, the past five shows I've done – you want to make it to like overall. But the thing is, is that you need like five people. So I've had like three, I've had like four. Now I was just to the point where it's like, okay, we need to kick down this door or these promoters need to be like, listen, no matter how many people we have, if I come in and I win this show, then yes, you will get your pro card. It's just five straight. You got to give me, you got to give me my shot if I win this next. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, man. Tom Brady status. <laughs> yeah, right. 100%. 100%. <laughs> What's been um, some of like, obviously, cutting probably is, is really tough because um, I know you're probably like, just like any of us, man. You love, you love food. You love good food. But obviously, uh, to be where you're at today, undefeated and, and, and winning all these competitions, you got to hit the shit, you know, super hard. Um, so besides maybe like diet, what I mean, what's been some of the more uh, bigger obstacles for you? Actually, I think the most biggest obstacle for me right now is keeping size on. Like I can shred pretty quick. That's the issue that me and my coach actually have. I mean, my last show, I weighed in about like 147 pounds, actually. I woke up the next day after eating burgers chicken rice at 145 even how does oh, that even what a dream I, we've yeah, got the like, complete opposite <laughs> problem over here yeah. Yeah. i looked at a menu before and gained weight from it and i walk around at like 170 like just natural but like it just my metabolism, metabolism yeah it's yeah. crazy through the roof. Has it always been that way or just since you've been in uh, into fitness and bodybuilding, has it kind of really just hit turbo mode? It hit turbo mode in bodybuilding. Okay. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. Absolutely. Dylan and Joe, I mean, I'll kind of, I don't want to take away. No, you guys I like got. listening, man. I, yeah, we have, this is a new aspect of life, seeing a different yeah. whole point. You know what I mean? Like, I don't do any of that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm actually, I'm one that's kind of getting right back into it. I did have like a couple years there before I moved down to Florida where I was getting into fitness and, um, you know, I was working out consistently. I would like put off like hanging out with some friends cause I have to get that workout in for the day first. Um, and it was more very therapeutic. It, it, it turned into more like a therapy session than it did of like a grind. And that's what I enjoyed most about it. And then I, when I went down to Florida, I actually worked at a gym. So then it became my place of work and then it became less enjoyable and like the domino effect happened to where I kind of got out of the habit of going. But now that I'm out of the environment of working there, I'm kind of getting back into the swing of things. And the body is actually responding, I've noticed, much faster than it did, what, four or five years ago when I first got into it. It's like my body's like waking up saying, yeah, I remember doing these things. And um, 
that in itself made it much more easier to get back into it and more enjoyable because it, I didn't have to grind back into the aspect of getting back into liking it, enjoying it, and getting past like those sore days because everyone knows, you know, like if you haven't worked out in a long time, it's going to be an absolute bitch the first like two weeks. But you just have to get through that because, you know, your, your, your muscles are just waking up and it's not going to be as sore the more you get to it or get through it. Um, but that's like my thing with you as well because you go on YouTube. That's like my, where I went my first time. I go on YouTube. I try to like pick brains of other bodybuilders, other YouTube influencers and stuff. And one guy that I uh, follow and picked up on was Colin Von Moger. Uh, he's a guy that I look up to a lot. And he's like just very like with the wind with his like diet, it seems like. He's like he's not really into measuring, counting macros, anything like that. Is that something that you do as well, especially when it comes to cutting? Uh, do you go down to the science, writing down everything, or you kind of like eyeball your diet? I trust my coach. Uh, like what my coach says, I follow. I mean, I, I seriously, I, tr- I trust him with my life. And I think that's like the number one thing for me. Like if he says, yesterday I had two five guys burgers playing with fries. <laughs> I was like 152 pounds as of yesterday. Today I'm like 153.6. <laughs> so i mean his math on how to do things and keep size i trust him i trust my coach and that's that's yeah probably your best decision that you're making right there is just to put all your trust in your coach and let him do the heavy lifting there for you you follow it and then you put in the work and then uh right there is kind of like another thing with whole working out and how it, it discourages people as well because i don't think there and this is just i guess my personal opinion but i don't think there's like a one answer or like one answer for everyone for an example, what works for you may not work for myself. Um, so, like, I would have to, like, change it completely. So, like, I completely respect, like, what your coach is doing as well from that aspect. Cause I'm assuming he has other uh, clientele as well where the the math is probably completely different for them. But he's able to categorize and look at your body type and all that stuff. So, that's really interesting from just that aspect other than just lifting the iron. Absolutely. Yeah, I got a teammate. His name's uh, Dayton. I consider him my brother. But we are... He's a like light heavyweight, but we are on a collision course. Like he is a, he's bigger than me, but the same mindset. Like we are on a collision course to meet on stage eventually one day, let the best <laughs> man win. Nothing but love and respect. That's awesome. Like, yeah, I mean, like we are going to go head to head. Like he is a true threat, but I love him. I know he's a threat because we both are so passionate about it. Does it help drive uh, yeah, you? You think having the competition? Yeah, it does. But it's also nice not to compete against each other. Like, yeah. He just came to the other show with me, and he was just there for support. So, I mean, that's awesome. either way, I love having him there. That's awesome. Um, I do have a question I've always wondered about as far as um, people that compete and stuff like that. You'll see um, them, like, the day of or the, probably the night before, they'll get what looks to be, uh, like, a crazy, like, spray tan. <laughs> and I've always wondered, like, why, why do they have to do that? Does that, like, accentuate um, – you know, the different muscles or, or whatever, does it help with like the way posing looks? Like what, what's that all about? <laughs> so my, our role manager, her name's uh, Gina Turner. I wondered that in the beginning too, but she had to make me realize it's the down lighting. So it's the lighting that makes everything pop. So if I just walked on stage under like natural light, you wouldn't really get like that physique glow. I would just look dried out and washed out on stage under lights. So it really creates like where you see the lines and the definition of the muscle. Okay. And I mean, you like somebody wouldn't be able to just kind of like lather themselves up in some kind of body oil or something that wouldn't do this. It wouldn't do the trick. It's gotta be like the, the tanning solution. Or Were you looking for a job or something? <laughs> Maybe, you know, you know, I got I big mean, hands. Diamond Couture could put on the baby oil and step in the ring, but Gerald Doherty can't lather with no baby oil. <laughs> I just, yeah, that was something I always kind of, because a friend of ours, uh, Jay Julian, um, yeah. he competed, uh, I don't know, about three or four years ago. And um, yeah, I was just, he was, he put some pictures on Facebook. And I was like, what the hell? Because he's just like crazy. You know what I'm saying? Who is that like guy? He went in there and just, he got 30 spray tans the night before. And it's just like, yeah, he was barely recognizable. So, right. Um, but I noticed like the other guys that were in, in his field were doing the same thing. So I just, I'd always wondered uh, yeah. what the, uh, like what was a bronze trophy. Yeah. <laughs> well, they say like the tan adds 20% to your muscle gains. I don't know how true that is, but they say a tan makes you look 20% bigger. 
I need a tan every day then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I do too, man. <laughs> yeah, me too. Seriously. <laughs> that's 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 crazy. Twenty percent. <laughs> like horsepower on your car, you had a sticker. That's ten horsepower. Is that the same, <laughs> the same yeah. idea here? Yeah, yeah. Um, so like these competitions, what uh, I, I've never actually like w- watched, you know, a, a whole one or anything like that. I've kind of seen like the posing and stuff, but what all goes into that? Is there different? Is there like four or five different sections that you know you could uh, win a different section, or does that all go into like the main? Um, is that like all go all go into like one big uh, you know main winner or whatnot? Like, kind of explain that for me. Yeah, so it's like different classes. So you got like okay. uh, bodybuilding, you got classic physique, then you got like bikini, and then they got this new division called like wellness. Uh, and then they do what I'm in, like men's physique. So I'm normally a lightweight competitor. Then you have like maybe a heavyweight competitor, a middleweight competitor, and then maybe like a light heavyweight competitor. So number one out of all those classes will go at it in like the pre-finals and then you would go to the overall where you would win either your pro card but i mean i've not been to many shows to where i've even got that far i've been in like one where it was just this monster it was just like it was just no way like it was just he was just like a masked monster it was just just common sense it's just like okay but (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it is what it is sometimes around, but it's right. all natural, so I'm not mad at it. Sure. Um, and I figure we, we, we've kind of beat this dead horse so many times on the show as far as, like, 2020 and just how crazy of a year that was and COVID and all that shit, but I, I figure that definitely affected, um, you know, the bodybuilding world as far as competition stuff. I mean, were you um, kind of just staying ready throughout the year or was last year a little more relaxed as far as, like, maybe – dieting and, and, and uh, hitting the gym as hard as you would normally or did you kind of just stay ready the whole time um I just played it smart I just watched my weight I didn't let my weight get out of control I, I wasn't one of those people to put a book bag on a stick and lift it over my head I was like you know what <laughs> take the year off and I mean that's what normally bodybuilders do so it was kind of like a blessing in disguise I don't mean that because a lot of people was affected by COVID I don't mean it as a blessing like that at all sure but sure. I mean just having a year to randomly just take off it just kind of all worked out on the song makes sense that's and it probably kind of did your body you know good maybe a little yeah a little healing and, and whatnot, probably even the, the mental as well Absolutely. i'm sure just putting everything you got into that is it's pretty wild mm-hmm. yeah that's what i was going to say because i would say even maybe taking like a week or two off it feels like you just have to restart all over again from that aspect but taking a whole year off Mind, mental therapy. Um, now, even did you come back with a different strategy or did you kind of pick up where you left off? Not vengeance. I don't care. It could be Brock Lesnar. I'm taking you out. Like, oh. <laughs> like, dude, like my mindset. Like, he I'm listens. I'd, I'd be careful. He's a listener. <laughs> yeah, I'm six weeks out as of today. And I just, I don't care who's on stage. It does not matter how big you are. Like you, it's different elements to this. It's levels to this. Like you got to outpose me. You got to outperform me. And that's the wrestler in me. I'm an entertainer. Like you have to be the total package to beat me. And if you beat me, congratulations. But not this year, man. I am coming for heads and I'm a humble guy, but I am coming to win, period. That's a mind of a champion. Easy. I want it. I want it. So let's let's say, I I mean, I'm going to throw you a a lob here, but if, if at the next competition they had a, a promo competition in the middle, you, you're going to take that one with ease? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> 100%. Um, that's all. I mean, that's cool, man. Uh, it, it's been it's been awesome to kind of watch Transformation, and uh, you definitely have been kicking a lot of ass. I had no idea that you've, you've won every competition, which is, is awesome. I don't know how many people um, can say that. Um, I know people that have been going at it you know, for years that always come up. Uh, I don't want to say short because even if you place, you know, for, you know, second, third, fourth, like that's still pretty, pretty freaking awesome, um, especially because you know, the amount of work that you got to put in to do it anyway. So, um, but the fact that you've went in there and you know you're five and zero. Oh, when, uh, when's the next? Uh, how soon is the next competition? Uh, it's August fourteenth. But let me okay. say, like, I mean, I've when I first started, I want to be completely honest, it was fifth place, 
fourth place and then we went on the streak. Okay, and, okay, okay. Yeah, so I don't want it to make it look like I just won every ever show, <laughs> but after the fifth one, then I was like, you know what? I never placed fifth again and then I was fourth. And then after that fourth, we just went on a straight tear. Now, That's does awesome. the crowd That's really awesome. have any effect on the competition you think on judges persuasion or does it is it pretty quiet at competitions? I think so, but I think more than anything, my, I don't want to say persona, but I've never been afraid of being in front of people. I think the difference for me and being coming comfortable was I had judges in front of me. So it wasn't the people in the crowd. It was this row of people that were judging me. That was like the complete difference. Now I'm like, well, I'll take you out too. <laughs> you can get it too. So. <laughs> Home get some. So, there you go. Yeah, it's like let's go. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, but I do think I mean the crowd's always great no matter what. But I'm a performer. I like that. Um, before we round out the bodybuilding stuff, like I told you in pre-production, we love to talk about food. So, what um, what's kind of your go-to if you got one? Your post-competition, you know, gorge meal. Uh, where are you going, man? Where are you going? Where are you going to smash? Oh my god! So. This one is in some place in Indiana I've never been to, so maybe just something new. But uh, I just had at the last show pickle pizza for the first time. Oh my god, I want a pickle pizza! I don't care if I gotta wait till I get back home or stop <laughs> in that place in Ohio to get it. Like I want a pickle pizza. <laughs> pickle pizza. What's the what's the layers to this pizza here? Never heard of it. So it was like uh, white sauce dill pickle and like kind of like a garlic too it was the best pizza i ever had in my life we've got some in my fridge right now people complain about pineapples on pizza now we're talking about pickles on pizza dude it looks weird it's i I don't i don't um i don't eat pickles really on my burgers or anything like that but we have a place over here in town that's like what they're known for like their specialty I had it, man. It's it's basically kind of what he described. It's like a white sauce, like a ranch sauce yeah. with with the pickles yeah. on top, and it bangs, man. I, I can't wow. even lie. Like I have nothing really against it. Looks weird though. It yeah. does. It looks so weird. It's yeah. just like that yeah, doesn't it's, go it's there. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like that's that's weird. Yeah, it yeah, took they, some convincing for me to try it, but once I did, I was happy I did. They had like pepperoni, chicken. I mean, they had all the normal pickle. I said pickle, and I was just like, oh my god, that was amazing. <laughs> it was perfect. <laughs> I mean, I've back in East of Chicago days when they had like their pizza uh, buffet and they had all like, different kinds of pizza. They had like grilled cheese pizza. They had peanut butter and jelly pizza. I mean, they had the works <laughs> and a mini bowling alley as wow. well on the side. But uh, pickled pizza, that yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to try that. Yeah, maybe because you're gonna be coming up here, so we'll have to discuss off air what um, your plans are this evening. But yeah, there's a place. Right, uh, right by my house, man. That's that's their big specialty. So maybe, uh, maybe you'll swing by and we'll we'll, we'll try it. And you can see the see the light, maybe. But um, <laughs> I gotta ask because you're you're technically or you are the third wrestler we've had on the show. We've had Sam Beal. Shout out to Sam Beal, um, doing some incredible things right now for Impact Wrestling. And kind of, uh, um, he was just I think this past Thursday was um in the ring with with a uh, a legend man from japan and uh, it was pretty awesome to see we also had on brian castle that was another fun episode so we, you know we gotta ask i know that you got kind of got all your eggs in one basket here but in the future would we ever see you know diamond couture lacing them up again man oh absolutely uh yeah. just had a promoter reach out to me and ask me about a show in september uh but i would say absolutely i will be stepping back in the ring absolutely that's nice. a guarantee. Okay. I kind of wondered, man. That, that's that's exciting. Um, yeah, I can I'm, kick uh, the people in the face. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. And you know, if you keep cutting the way you are, you're gonna be you're gonna be too you're gonna be too fast for everybody. You're gonna be flying all over the ring, and I gotta be able to handle it. How's the athleticism <laughs> in the ring? Are you are we going off the top rope? Oh, we're going off the top of the cage. We're doing oh my body. That's what we're talking about. Drop. Yeah, <laughs> jaw dropping your move. You I have one. The, I was an HBK fanatic growing up, so I got to say it's a super yes. kick and drop, okay. baby. Yes. <laughs> We're told. That's awesome. That's awesome. I remember you, you held a couple belts and stuff, and um, way back in the day, 
You're you're always uh I think it was even on YouTube. You're always cutting different promo yeah. videos and stuff, and <laughs> they were fun to watch, man. So I, I definitely if uh if that happens, hopefully this fall, like you're kind of uh, you know maybe hint, hinting at a little bit. Um, that would be exciting, man. I'll definitely be be following that along. Awesome. Yeah, man. Dylan, um, I figured last week we were kind of a little light on the mill. Um, this week I, I think we got a little something extra. At least I have. Some, I had something to add too, if it's not already in the mix. But uh, what we got rolling this week? Yep, Bobby, we got yours in the mix here for Around the Mill with Dill okay. for episode 113. We got a couple things going on here. This week, I almost died. We'll start off with that one because, um, you know, Whoa. we work with... <laughs> we'll start <laughs> off hot and heavy. Coming yes. out hot. Yeah, I, I saved some Around the Mill in our group chats just so it's, you know, we can just have organic conversation about it on live, live on air. But almost died at work. Um, we have the, these... Uh, actually, you both know. You guys both worked... Uh, with freights and all that good stuff. So corrosivate containers, like the metal ones, uh, someone stacked freight on top of that. So there's a valve that is uh, that keeps all the continents inside that metal container, the corrosive uh, hazmat. Anyways, the valve busted through the hole, and then all the fumes, it wasn't any, there was no liquid, thank God, but all the fumes were just kind of like pouring out. You can like almost see like, you know when it's hot out and like you can see the road kind of like have like little waves in it? The haze. Yeah, that haze. You can see the haze of the like the fumes coming out of this thing and it stunk the fucking trailer up to the high heavens and I pull this thing out and I'm like, can we even ship this thing? Because I work inbound so we're delivering this. Like we're supposed to give this to the customer this way and they call them. Long story short, they're accepting it as long as it's not leaking any liquid and it wasn't. But I was catching wind of the fumes as I was driving my forklift into the trailer that we're delivering it to. And I, I, I mean, it, I'm telling you, if anyone has ever experienced smelling salts, uh, it's like that times 10. It was, yeah, it was that times 10 with a mixture of cat piss in there. It, it was, it Oof. was just God awful. Like nothing, no scent in the world that I've experienced so far has ever made my nose water as instantly as this smell has. It went into my nostrils, burned my nose, and instantly I had to wipe my nose because it was just, it was leaking. Probably I thought my nose was bleeding. Your brain. It probably was. It was <laughs> corrosive. And I have glasses on. It went right around my lenses, right around like most things do. And it burned my eye sockets for like a good, probably five, 10 minutes, man. It was bad. Just one whiff, one, one downstream whiff. I but got... it was, yeah, it was bad. And it was like that smell that you can taste in the back of your throat. Yeah, it was just, it was bad. But I'm alive. <laughs> Live and well, and that kind of it made me think. Good. <laughs> For now, I mean, there's probably like long-term effects I haven't picked up on yet, but uh, that led me to believe like of just smells in general and like the weird smells that people enjoy. Because it reminded me of like a fifth-grade teacher who loved the smell of skunk. Like she had a collection of like skunk, like stuffed Whoa. animals, and Use she your loved. Adult it. Brain. I'm sure we know why. Figure that one out. Use your adult brain. <laughs> yeah. Don't think about it like a kid. <laughs> And, 420 skunk, right? Yeah. yeah. No, no, this is like, you know, you know, like back in art school or art class uh, where the glue. It was your like, art teacher that said that too? Yeah. No, this was a history teacher. This was a history teacher. Oh. Social studies. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, and then she had this glue that uh, like the brush was connected to the cap and it was like almost looked like tar. Was it rubber cement, wasn't it? I, think it's what I don't called. know, but it smelled terrible like skunk. And, uh. She usually just had that like in her fucking drawer, dude, just to take sniffs of it, man. I don't even know if she. <laughs> right. She probably shouldn't have been in that in that job. Or around kids that's, in general. She's, yeah, she's just fucking like, all right, class. Blue. That's second paragraph of chapter two. <laughs> she was huffing in front of you guys. That's that's insane. No, I, wow. man, but yeah, she she was very open about it. She loved the smell of skunk, and like I was thinking of like odd smells that most people can probably get behind. I don't think I'm in like the minority of like having the smell of gas not be a disgusting thing, or smell of brand new tires. All those all those weird smells, kind of like it's not like a not flowers or perfume or anything, but I don't know, man smells. Is that a gasoline. <laughs> gasoline. I, I, you're with me, Bobby, on gasoline. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. When you pump it, I, now like when it's yeah, I'm not can, yeah. You pump it, I don't know. It's just yeah. When you I'm pour it on a rag it. and breathe yeah, it deep into it. No, 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 no. <laughs> Where are you I do not. I done that one. I no. It's no, when no. you're pumping gas in your car. It, yeah, when you catch the smell when you're by the environment, like if you're getting your tires done or you're in the you know all that kind of stuff. Fresh, fresh new tires. The r- smell of rubber smells good. Not burnt rubber. 
I don't like the smell of burnt fresh rubber. Fresh cut grass. Fresh you know? cut grass, yes, yes. Especially around the early parts of spring, the first mows, and you know. Were you just naming great. things you like to smell? <laughs> at this point, yes. At this point, yes. I mean, I thought I was paying attention, but I guess not. What I don't is, know where this is going. You like smells. <laughs> you like smells. Well, anyways, I was listening to a show that also brought this up. I was listening to a uh, Cleveland sports radio show, uh, Ken Carmen with Anthony Lima in the mornings. And uh, Anthony, he said that he enjoyed the smell, or like maybe not he didn't, didn't enjoy it, but his curiosity led him to always smell his socks after the day. Nope. And I'm like, what? <laughs> he's like, I, he's like, I don't. He's like, I don't enjoy the smell. I'm just curious of what the damage was. And I'm like, what? What is going on? There's something deeper than just smelling socks, man. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> that is insane. Yeah, that guy needs to get uh, some kind of help. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna take a wild guess. You probably know what his Pornhub search history looks like. More, uh, than, yeah. more, yeah, more than likely, yeah, take at least a wild guess. Uh, Wild stuff. Yeah, and so another thing was we talked about last week about mowing with your shirt off, and you know I I did it, I do it, and it's fine. It was just kind of like you know with children around the area. You did do it this other, week. I have not cut the grass yet this week. That's a Monday chore since we have that day off. Um, I'm gonna hope to get it done Monday. Hopefully it's nice and sunny out. Get the guns out. You know what I'm saying? Um, and with that, there was also a conversation on that same show. With Anthony Lima, and he was at a picnic or a cookout, and the guy, his neighbor, that was the guy, was grilling without his shirt on. Now, is that something that you guys uh, are acceptable to, or is there any kind of like parameters of when you don't want someone else, say it is like you're going to a neighbor's cookout, um, and they're grilling without a shirt? Man, I try not to be naked around fire, just a... It's, it's kind of more of a him thing. He, he's going to be the one that's kind of at risk there, because you get a flare up, man. You're gonna, you know, you're gonna lose a nip. You know, you might get some some chest hair charred up. I'm worried about that um, chest hair falling in the burgers. I'd be more, yeah, I'd be more worried about him than. Uh, so than you're you're fine with eating burgers or anything that's getting grilled by a man that's with a shirt off. Sure. Okay. Uh, at the end, I mean, at the end of the day, spitting on it. At the end of the day, it's free. It's free food. It's free food. And you know you're at his castle, his domain. It's like it's, it's do, he's going to do what he's going to do. And I mean, as long as you can stomach that. But there's some people that want to do that. There's some people that we found out on that show that uh, unless there's a reason for the shirt off, like it's not just he's taking it off because it's a hot fucking muggy day and he's just sweating or whatever. But at the same time, what if there's also a pool involved and the the dude swimming comes out of the pool, flips a couple burgers, goes back in the pool. <laughs> it comes out of the They're pool from time to edge. time to flip yeah. a patty here and there. You know, that'd be next level. I wouldn't mind a little chlorine on my burger. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> uh, speaking of re- weird grilling situations, shout out to Leffler. He had a apartment complex living situation where his back oh. window was over his patio. He would lean out. And grill that way. He was just lean out of his window. <laughs> you call it a grilling window or something? Yeah. He's like, oh no, honey, <laughs> so I'm <wild>. stuck. <laughs> oh, God, I don't know about any of that. But, <laughs> and he told me about this. I'm like, man, that's the smartest, fattest thing I've ever heard. Hey, I I had to do the, the balcony Wintertime, grilling. It was probably clutch to, to kind of just stay on the inside and be able to yeah. grill still. Or when it's 90, just flip, sure. flip, see you. I, I had to endure that before, man. I went a whole year in that apartment down in Florida where I couldn't grill, so I got like, it was like a George Foreman grill almost. It was kind of like the, a mini Blackstone before Blackstones were cool. It was just, oh, a, yeah. it was like it, was, it came with like a long. It was a griddle. Yeah. It was, basically, yeah, it was like what you would picture like you know George Foreman would look like, but it didn't have the top. It just was like a longer bottom and it had you can like grill on it. It was it was great. It was electric and. Grilled right on the Joe. Balcony. You got that smokeless grill, don't you? Yeah, it's pretty wack. I don't, <laughs> what, uh, I don't uh, endorse uh, that product, dude. I don't even know where it's at. That's, that's how bad it was. It's in the house somewhere, maybe. I don't know. It was <laughs> all right. Like, well, it was, it was cool like electric. It was probably electric, right? Yeah, and and water it was involved, I believe. It was to grill inside the house. Yeah. Wow. I, it was smokeless, yeah. 
Well, it's kind of kind of like how mine was, or that George Foreman I, I was talking about. I think maybe it was smokeless. I don't think water was involved though. It was just electric. I don't remember the whole deal. I used it a handful of times, and I'm like, man, this is terrible. I'm gonna go outside <laughs> yeah. with my shirt off and grill. The whole point, I mean, because yeah, there's no smoke. That's where the flavor's at. So it's like you don't get any smoke on your grill coming. It was all right. I mean, it, it was the stuff was always like juicy. It had like grill marks on it, like the char lines. But I don't like. It was almost like Dylan's made up grill. He was talking about his his weird yeah. griddle. You know what I mean? Like you'd get the lines on it. But they're like brown and not black. You know what I mean? Because like the, the George Foreman type marks. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. whack. I think my wife got rid of it. She loves throwing away all my stuff. <laughs> but no, she's I, probably doing you a favor there the way it sounds. Like. <laughs> yeah. uh, on that one, yeah. But that was also her purchase, not think about it. Girl, like you grill? Right what, you, what, you do yeah. all, you, what do you do back there? You cook it all? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Some skills? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, sorry about that, guy. Yeah, I absolutely <laughs> can throw it out. Okay. Love, what's 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 a signature uh signature dish, man? I will have to say grilled salmon, grilled asparagus, and okay. there we go. The white rice. Obviously it's clean, kind of boring, but it's other still than good that, though. I, I love some salmon, some grilled salmon. Yeah. Now there's a there's a lot of controversy out there with rice. Is it white rice or brown rice? What's 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 going on here with that? Oh, white yeah. True, but I think white rice, because of whatever they put in brown rice, I don't even try to do that because mentally I'll be like, I can never eat brown rice. I just, if if I want it, I'll eat it. So there's like no nutritional yeah. like advantages of either or? No, well, I hear it's more nutrients in white than it actually is in brown. And that's what everybody's yeah. misconception is, is that brown rice is the way to go when it's not, it's actually white. I've been doing it wrong this whole wow, time. Thank yeah, you see, for this I was update. always told the opposite, yeah. So that, yeah. yeah. That is... Interesting. Okay. Well, they usually have you know, stay away from like white stuff, like white bread. You know what I mean? Because like it's usually full of sugar. That is the weird opposite. Yeah. I I use a honey wheat bread. Is that good? I don't actually uh, eat bread. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I I need to cut. I have too many sandwiches. Because I I listen to <laughs> I listen to like Joe Thomas for instance. He said he was, like I was like I look up to him. I'm a, I'm a Rounds fan and. He said he was bulking up in high school, and what he would do for every hour he was in school, he would have half of a PBJ sandwich. He would just have he would make a PBJ sandwich, cut it in half, and every like two hours, hour he would have half of that PBJ sandwich. So he would constantly have his metabolism feeding through, and that's how he got to be Joe Thomas. And I was like, I want to be Joe wow. Thomas, but <laughs> sure, maybe that's no, because he's doing that that keto shit. Right, he can do whatever the fuck he wants now. He doesn't have to play on Sundays. He's living his best life and. He's sure. loved by an entire city. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 100%. What, uh, what's next, D'Lo? All right, to round it out, we're going to go into the video game spectrum because we haven't got that in a long-ass time. Yeah, I'll start off yeah. with this one. Um, Madden 22 franchise revamp. Bobby, you brought this to my attention. I knew it was in the works with a couple YouTube influencers that were talking about it, but you know, nothing was set in stone. It was all just he said, she said type of things. And now it's from... The actual like the the mouth of the creator. So, Bobby, Man Twenty Two franchise is getting basically a facelift, and thank God because franchise is probably the best game mode that Madden has ever had. It gives you that nice experience, that unique experience of uh, being able to go through a career of an NFL athlete of any position or a coach or an owner, and it gives you that in depth uh, or I guess lack thereof the past couple years that in depth experience with um, no going behind the scenes of what goes into being an NFL franchise. And with the Madden 22, they have created this team to help revamp that whole mode because we've just been crying for it for the longest time. They took out so many more things and added to it. I mean, back when they had you actually do the combine drills, that was like the golden era of Madden. And now um, they took away all those things, and now it's going to be a facelift where Madden 22 is going to have scouting now. You can actually... uh, Basically, place different kind of regional scouts in different areas of the country. There's going to be reports. Draft boards are actually going to fluctuate. Uh, they have next-gen stats in there now. So it's very just scratching the surface with all these things. But that just goes to show that they're actually trying this time to make a difference. And they can build off this thing going forward to 23-24 and uh, so on. Especially with now that the college game is going to be coming out in, I think, 2022-2023. They can also oh, yeah. kind of bring that back to where you can have a college athlete that you start an NCAA yep. 
put it into Madden and continue your career that way. That was another golden standard that I want to bring back there uh, from the early 2000s. But it's going to be fun, man, because you can actually assign assistant coaches now, defense coordinators, offense coordinators, I think a player personnel, and all these different things and hires are going to have influence on your roster. Next-gen stats, I heard as well, is going to influence player reaction on the field to give you a more authentic experience. So if next-gen stats in real life sees that this tight end rounds off his routes, in the game, he's going to round off his routes as opposed to being a good crisp route runner and it be very like AI, robotic, running the route. So it's going to be very realistic in each environment and each home stadium is going to actually have a main purpose. So it's going to feel like you're actually in Cleveland Browns uh, stadium there, First Energy, based on their chance, their environment, um, weather conditions. And home field advantage is actually going to mean something. And you're going to actually have to prepare for your opponents this year, especially if you play with other people in franchise. So it's going to be based on their tendencies and game plan. If you lack the game plan, you will fail. Yeah, and one of the cool things too was the fact that you can hire an actual coaching staff. Yes, yes. Top to bottom, you can hire a guy that acquires um, you know, players and talent. And if you want during the season, if you don't like what's going on, you can fire them mid-season and hire from what's available in the pool. Like, it's really, you know, they call Madden a simulation game. This is pretty much as close as you, as you, you know, you're going to get, which is awesome because uh, the last probably five, six years, they would update the rosters, change, like, the color schemes and font, yep. and then call it a brand-new game. And, and <laughs> obviously, idiots like us would go out and buy it because, I mean, yeah, you, you want to have, um, you know, the upgraded stuff because I think after a certain time uh, the previous year, you know, they're not going to add in all the free agent signings. Obviously, the draft, the people that they get drafted and stuff. So, um, the fact that you can do that and you can do like weekly strategies, like you said, the scouting is going to be um, deep as possibly it's ever been, as far as I can remember, um, is really awesome. Because, yeah, like for whatever reason, well, we know why. Because obviously, all the money was getting poured into um, Ultimate Team because, yeah. you know, they had like all their microtransactions. So, they seem to just kind of mainly just focus on that but um after what i assume was probably declining sales this year because people uh, like you and i were just tired of of playing the same same exact game no type of improvements um just little small things here and there they are doing a complete revamp and uh this is probably the most excited i've been to, to play a new madden yeah a, lo- a very long time so 100 it's, uh, it's gonna be awesome yeah, you I, guys got me hyped. I haven't played Madden in years. You got me right. like, super excited. Jeez. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be really great. I mean, franchise mode, Um, you know, it's even awesome because you can do an online thing. Me, Dylan, a couple other friends of ours will do it while being like a, our own little franchise mode. And, um, you know, we'll play each other. And obviously, you'll go into the playoffs when Super Bowls, you know, bragging rights, whole nine. So now that you can kind of do a whole actual real um, simula- simulation um, of like a real season and stuff of what our actual team does makes it even more fun. I can't wait. Like I, like I said, first time in years that I'm, I'm probably confidently saying I'm going to probably pre-order Madden this year. I've always been waiting until it gets into that uh, like $20 sale, which is about a few months after it gets released, and then I can see all the hate in the two-and-a-half star, one-and-a-half <laughs> star ratings. And I'm like, uh, thank God I waited for the sale. Um, this year, you know... Sporting games don't usually get that good of ratings anyways on the Microsoft Store, but I think this is this is going to be like a three-plus star video game, especially if it delivers as it promises. August 20th. So it says. That's right, right around the corner. Yeah, and your boy your boy's back on the cover again. Don't know how you feel about it. He can thank me later. Cut me a check. <laughs> <laughs> he Now, this time around, you can say that he deserves to be on or... Especially because it's they're doing like a two goat thing. Him and Tom Brady are uh, on the cover. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I think this cover was lazy. That's just my opinion, though. I don't think there. I don't think there's any thought into. I mean, I don't buy the game for the cover, anyways. I buy it for the content. To be fair, so right. There he is. Half a half a billion dollars. Yeah, that's why he's behind the actual goat. As you should be. Of Super course. Bowl, Super Bowl MVP, and I guess Madden EA is trying to say that he's the next up and coming after uh, the goat retires. But I mean, you can't call Mahomes the goat because I mean Tom Brady's the goat, the greatest of all time. You can't call 
I guess what do you call goat, a baby goat? Maybe. Is there a name baby for a baby goat? goat? Yeah, yeah, like it a could specific be. name. Baby um, goat. Talented as hell. But, uh, I think we got we got to go from uh, you know a, yep. a higher end to the video game spectrum here to kind of what I think is some shitty news. But um, go ahead, man. Yeah, but we're going to round it out here uh, around the mill with Dill with one last video game segment you brought to our attention in the group chat earlier this week. That Grand Theft Auto Six, that's right, Six is coming out twenty twenty five. Give us the news on that, Bobby. Oh, right. Which is, is just nuts, dude. Grand Theft Auto Five came out in 2013, so there's going to be a 12 year span between those two games, and like, it just it it kind of it's kind of like um, what what Madden has been doing. Like they'll just, um, I think I've bought it on like three different consoles. You know, <laughs> you know, you had it, it originally came out um, on your 360, PS4, whatnot, and then it moved into the next gen. Um, and it just instead of kind of dropping a new game, they'll they'll just keep adding stuff to like the online um, play that they have, which some of that stuff was pretty fun. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like this has got to be the largest span in between games in the GTA franchise. I don't know what's uh, taking so long. Maybe the fact that they're tailoring it just to uh, just for like the next gen consoles. I don't know, but yeah, yeah, I got that news, and it's just. And I don't, it's it doesn't I don't think I see anything that was like a hundred percent confirmed on that, but a lot of a lot of outlets were reporting it. So, um, yeah, it was just it was such a bummer, man, because I'm like GTA five all the way out. It's funny yeah. that you say that, yeah. Cause I, I just re-downloaded it again so I could play it, but it's the heist, <laughs> man. All the all the additional heists that they've added, like you said, through online service. So if we ever got, if you still have, it, I know you have probably a lot more gig space than I do on the classic one, but. I mean, if you do download again, we'll just get some heist going. I think Ian said he'd play some heist. Anyone else want to play some heist? I know those were, like, the ways to go. And they also have, like, their survival um, game. That was never well. a good type. I hated survival. Yeah, they have other ones, too. Um, they had, you can do anything. It's such a big open-world concept. And I think Rockstar Entertainment's the ones who make that game. And they also yeah. do Red Dead Redemption, which is also a fantastic open-world game. And uh, yeah, it, is, it seems like it they all—they always put all their eggs in one basket, focus on that, and make the best that they can make it, and then move on to the next project. Which I can't hate them for it, but twelve years span, like yeah, like you said, is it's very long. The attention to detail in those games is always like uh, you know, bar none, the, the best that there is. But yeah, I'm looking—I'm on Wikipedia right now. The first one came out in '97. Two came out two years later. Um, three came out two years after that, and then Vice City was they turned around and dropped that a year later, which is crazy. Um, and then San Andreas came out in 04, two years later. I love that and, one. And then from San Andreas to GTA 4, there was a four-year um, span there. And then five years between four and five. And now it's going to be ultimately, unless they're just yanking our chain, who knows, but um, ultimately a 12-year um, span between five and six, which is crazy. Six better be ago. something we've never... Um, you know, seen before. I don't know. I, I, GTA Five sold 140 million copies. I believe it. Yeah, I think I bought it for 360, PS4, and then um, well, I didn't actually buy it because it was on the Game Pass. But my um, my One X got that on there too. Yeah. But and it's, I mean, it's, it is fun to go back there every once in a while because yeah, it's open world, so you don't even actually have to do any kind of missions. You can roll around and just beat people up and run <laughs> cops and stuff. Get your flying cars. Um, it is, uh, I don't know, I am, I am ready for something new. And I think they're rumoring about possibly going back to Vice City for six. So it'd kind of be cool to see that. But, you know, with today's graphics. Yeah, that 4K resolution in, in ultra yeah. detail. They don't they don't miss a fucking beat. That's for sure. I, I remember seeing a YouTube yeah. clip of them, I think, comparing... Uh, other video games to like if you punch someone in GTA versus if you punch someone in this game, it's the absolute detail to the punch and um, or even like with cars and skid marks and flat tires, you can pop tires out and yeah, and they do like full detail. radio shows and yeah, it's just like you know what I'm saying yeah, it's but yeah, I can't. Believe I mean, it makes sense why it would ago. take longer than you know most most games to to release, but um, yeah, I don't know, man. Any yeah, I, I just. I love that game. It's fun. It's fun stuff. The, the everything simulator game. You can do anything. Yeah, you pretty want much. Like yeah. The adult Sims. 
Easy, yeah. Plus, I, mean, I don't know. Nothing really so far on any of the on the next gens um, have really, you know, caught my eye. Even like they just had that E was it E four? None of like the new releases that they were talking about. I was really like jumping at the bit to go mess. It's with. Nothing out right now at all. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, right now, honestly, it's I haven't played it in a while. But I mean, the Nintendo Switch, like that's like the games they're coming out with. Uh, seem to be a lot more fun than anything that's coming out. Dude, that's Sony all I've been buying Xbox. games on. I've been playing yeah. Pokemon. I want to get Snake. Mario Golf, man. That just came out. That's always pretty fun to play. I mean, Super Pokemon, Mario Parties. Of course, that's always that'd be fun too. But that's that's days. something you want to play with like multiple people. One player would probably be whack. I, oh yeah, right. <laughs> but that's when you like that's when you have like your UFC parties. Like throw that bitch on during prelims or something. Yeah, I get my get something else broke. <laughs> yeah, multiple <laughs> controllers, probably. Yeah, that's wild. Easy. <clears throat> By the um, way, you used to throw epic parties, Bobby. Epic. Whoa! Parties. Back in the day, epic, yeah, yeah. Epic parties, man. Unpaid testimony. We used. To... Yeah, no, it was uh, like in my early twenties. Um, our former guest here, uh, Anthony Anderson, he uh, he had a spot on Toledo, and yeah, we. We'd try almost every week. We'd throw a party at his, his house, and it'd be packed in there, man. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Any crazy memories? Any like crazy? Yeah. What get broken in there? Nothing really get broken. It just we would. Uh, this is obviously my early twenties, so we're all we're all broke. So a lot of natty light was <laughs> drank. Um, he'd always mix up some uh, this stuff called jungle juice, a bunch of probably cheap vodka, and like. Cherry Seven Up, and um, it'd be like, what else was in there? Um, like sherbet, like the rainbow sherbet. You'd mix it up in like one of those styrofoam <laughs> coolers and just serve it up. Girls would love that stuff. They drink that, and um, yeah, just music be going, be a lot of freestyling going on. Yeah, um, sir. You get you this had was like right before everyone was playing like pong and stuff too. So it was just yeah, a lot of a lot of just uh, congregating. Now the good old days before technology took over. Right. Yeah, really was. Yeah, I mean, obviously, back in those days, yeah, there's no reason to be in your phone. So you you were, uh, you know, in, in, just talking to everybody and just in, enjoying the vibe, man. It was, yeah. Soaking it those in. Days, uh, Everyone days. else is yeah, trying to save it on their phones before they soak it in, <laughs> in real life. Yeah. Yeah, man. I forgot. That was, that was, those are some good memories right there. Absolutely. You still, I mean, you still living out around the Toledo area? Yeah, I live in uh, Grand Rapids, Ohio. <clears throat> okay. Nice. That's what's up. Yeah, we're gonna have to now that things are open up again, man. We'll have to uh, we'll have to link. It's been it's been a very long time, but um, like I said, dude, it's just been awesome to kind of see uh, the grind and 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 seeing you do some big things. And yeah, I've always kind of in the back of my mind, kind of hoped to see that uh, you know Diamond Couture would uh, you know make a reappearance. And it's good to know that uh, he's out there. He's out there somewhere, uh, <laughs> you know, working on coming back, man. And uh, coming back with a vengeance hopefully yes sir um but guys i mean that's all i got i don't know if you guys got anything for him um if not um definitely plug anything you got your socials uh whatever you know whatever you want so we can get some some eyes and ears on what you're doing um you know whatever you think is important man oh okay yeah you can catch me on instagram uh gd underscore 1124 uh, on instagram i'm on facebook is Jero doherty uh that's about it for me man all right, all right. So, good luck, man, um, at this next competition. Hundred um, percent. And, and hopefully, you know, by twenty twenty two, we see that you're, you know, you got that pro card. You, you're doing it up. And um, yeah, as soon as uh, as soon as you find uh, Diamond Couture out there, and, and you you can get him back in the ring, let us know. And uh, you know, uh, you know, actually, you know what? Before we do cut it out, when we get, uh, why don't you cut us a little promo, man? Before you get out of here, see, see if. <laughs> See if you can shake a little rust off. See what you got. <laughs> I don't really think I got to shake any rust off, man. Like I said earlier. Oh, well, oh, oh. okay. <laughs> Diamonds are forever, man. They have no idea the animal that I have become. Trust me. Watch. Belt taken season. Trust me on that. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Awesome. Ready to run awesome. from a fucking brick wall. Thanks for giving us your time, man. Thanks for calling the show. It's been great to kind of get the ins and outs, uh, not only on the wrestling side of things, but today... Uh, you got three fans that'll be rooting you on, on on whatever you do, and uh, we hope 
reach every goal that uh, your spider hit, man. For real. Thanks and so I'm much for coming on. I'm a fan of all of you guys as well. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Dylan, you know what to do, baby. Yes, sir. That's the D-Y-L-F. Ladies and gentlemen, 113 in the books. Thank you, Joe, for giving us all of your time. Even when it comes on a weekend of celebrating the 4th of July, I hope you have a wonderful holiday weekend. Um, From myself, Bobby, Joe, and the champion's mentality himself, Gerald, good luck to yourself. Wrap it up, baby. Have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy the fireworks and enjoy your families. Stay safe. See you next week.